This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time. Wish I had better news for you time. Maybe it won't be that bad time. Regardless, it's it's not good news when Tennessee fans want good news time, and that's unfortunate time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Monday afternoon plan originally was to have a podcast about Tennessee football today, wrap up that some discussion from that uh, latest second-half debacle, the one down on the loveliest village on the plains in Auburn, but we will push that back to Tuesday now, I believe, uh, because there is more pressing news to discuss today. And because it's important, you know it's important, because we're joined by the one and the only Grant Ramey on this podcast from Govall's 24-7's Blunt County Satellite Office in Maribel. Grant, what's up, man? I'm good. I'm ready to just cover some basketball and have a normal basketball season. Everything happened on schedule, and oh, wait, no, it's not going to happen. I mean, it still could happen, maybe, but yeah, Rick Barnes, has, Rick Barnes has COVID, and there's multiple tests within the basketball program, and things are paused, and oh, the season's supposed to start in two days, and uh, okay, cool. Hook them. Yeah, it started hearing Monday morning that there there might be some less than ideal news coming down the pike. There were some Things starting to get in the wind, the text messages going about maybe something's going on. And, you know, in this day and age, and you can see these numbers across the country, um, you know that COVID numbers are going up. There, there was a thought, and I know Grant and I mentioned this just before we hit the, hit the record button, that he and I both kind of separately thought that m- most of Tennessee's program had already had COVID at this point. It's not like there's there's uh it's not like there's 120 players plus 50 support staffers or whatever in that program you know you got about 15 16 players you you've got three full-time coaches you got another i don't know 10 people or so that are around the program on a consistent basis and that's about it they're kind of enclosed there so thought that most of them would have had it by now but apparently not because Rick Barnes it was confirmed on Monday that there's an initial test uh, that that showed him turning up a positive and then multiple tier 1 people in the program which would be you, you know players um, you know strength staff assistant coaches those types of people the the people on the top Anyone around the team on a daily basis yeah basically, basically yeah that's anyone that's, in the building yeah that's that's a, that's a good way to put it, so now what was supposed to be a Wednesday night season opener against Charlotte is very much in the balance. Tennessee is uh, putting a pause on basketball activities today. So it, it, even if, if things turn out okay and the game is played, certainly a, a day of preparation that you don't get. We don't know how much that matters right now, but um, that's where they are. And, you know, he, here's the one 
thing that's interesting, there's many things about this that are interesting to me, Grant, but, but the most interesting thing to me is that we've seen before that there have been some rounds of tests. Tennessee football had one uh, coming out of the, the open date where for whatever reason, a certain batch, you turn up a bunch of positives that aren't actually positive. So they're, they're getting more tests done today. Uh, they're going to test everyone again, make sure these numbers and tests are legit. If those turn out to be false positives and they get a couple days of, uh, of confirmation on that, then maybe they can still play Charlotte on Wednesday night and then play again on Friday night uh, against, I believe, VCU. Is that it, Grant? That's correct. VCU and, Friday night at 630 if it happens. If it happens, and, and then they'll go from there. But, but if not, um, they're going to have to push that back. So we will get more news on that Tuesday. But Grant, I, I looked this up just before we, we started this podcast, and I can count right now um, there are basketball teams right now. I count I believe at, it's around 34-ish. Yeah, it's – well, uh, Yeah, I think I've got right now that have got 42 programs that are either paused or possibly returning to – resume activities today so um i think that's where things are now maybe a couple less than that and then you've got the 10 or so that have already you know the ivy league and a couple others who have decided they're not going to play this season then you've got another 10 or 11 uh, that including uconn that that have come back from quarantine now but this gets back to what we talked about uh, we've talked about for weeks grant is that you know, people want this season to happen now. If you're a Tennessee fan, you want it to happen for sure because, you know, football sucks right now. So you want basketball to start because they're supposed to be good. They're a title contender. Everything looking pretty good there. But Rick Patino said this a while back, and, and I agree with this. I, I think at this point they have to at least consider the contingency plan of pushing pause on everything, moving it back a few months, and there are reasons for that that we will get into. But before we get into those reasons, Grant, what are your thoughts on that possibility? I mean, for Tennessee, what I believe there is some hope, or at least a sliver of hope, because they're retesting today, Monday, after having some of those positives come back from Sunday's round of testing. I think if it was a really bad initial outbreak, or if they knew that things were going to be bad and no chance of you know, false positives or whatever, they would have just gone ahead and canceled uh, the volunteer classic, which they haven't done yet. We're supposed to, like Wes said, get an update on that by Tuesday, tomorrow, and the games are supposed to play played Wednesday. I mean, obviously, on a pretty short schedule here. Um, if everything is off, if there are a bunch of pauses within the program, I mean, you're talking about a 14-day probably period where you're pausing team activities and not doing anything. That means wiping out the first week of uh, games, Wednesday and Friday. That means wiping out the Gonzaga game in the Jimmy V Classic next Wednesday, December 2nd. Notre Dame has announced Tennessee on their schedule for December 4th in South Bend uh, at the Joy Center. Tennessee has not, for whatever reason, formally announced yeah, that's weird. Um, that's that weird. game on schedule. And I believe that's because the SEC and ACC protocols and trying to get those to mesh is why Tennessee has not formally announced that yet. For, but for whatever reason, if they go into 14-day protocol here, that two weeks of game is wiped out, and Tennessee doesn't play again till December 12th uh, at home against Cincinnati. I believe that's a Saturday. Um, so what you're talking about here is pretty fine line of maybe games can be played this week if they get some positive news back after this initial negative news, or maybe it's wiped out for the first two weeks. I agree. There better be contingency plans because you've had so many months to plan for this. I mean, 
college basketball was the first victim of this thing back in March. And here we are eight months later, and it's still obviously disrupting a basketball season before it even really gets started. So hopefully, you know, there's some, there's some positive. You got to think about VCU and Charlotte as well. If, if their programs are, you know, have the green light to play, do they still come to Knoxville and play even if Tennessee's not there? Uh, or do they meet somewhere else in the middle or what goes on there? Uh, there's a ton of decisions to be made. If, if it does get pushed back, it looks like we might not have Tennessee basketball uh, until the middle of next month. You know, what I'm wondering here, though, is more <coughs> – excuse me. What I'm wondering here now is, is more – is more big picture because I think there are a lot of people out there and it's really clear. And I think one of the reasons we're seeing this spike again, it's not just because it's cold weather. I mean, that's part of it, but I think there's also COVID fatigue setting in. I think people are tired of wearing their masks everywhere. They're tired of socially distancing. The holidays are coming up. They want to start seeing their families. I understand, you know, there's a lot of my family that I'm not going to see on Thanksgiving that I always see on Thanksgiving and that's going to suck. It is. Um, But that's, that's the decision that we're making to keep everything, you know, we're still having one, but it's only a few people there and it's going to be a lot different. Um, but my, my point is this, we don't need to, to belabor this point because we've discussed it before, but I don't think it's being alarmist to just be real about the situation. You know, I, I, people need to, to stop taking, people need to take politics out of this. People need to take, just look at numbers, just look at numbers and see what you've got. Uh, and right now, you have to consider basketball is a sport played indoors. Basketball is a is a sport played in close quarters. Basketball does not have a lot of people on the roster. So if one person gets it, um, you could argue that just about everybody on the team now, or even a coach gets it, you know, does everyone on the team at that point, is that enough close contact to, to go into quarantine? By the letter of the law, probably. And, and so how can you sit here and try for the next three or four months to play games when this is happening teams are not going to have any flow and i you know i'm not talking even necessarily about the health which should be a given i'm talking about the logistics of having a season right now i just i have a hard time seeing it because i think you're gonna maybe see some teams that play 30 25 games and some that play like seven or eight games i I just I, i don't know I don't feel good about this, Grant, and maybe you feel better than I do because I know you want to speak it into existence. And if that's still your policy, buddy, I'm on board. I just, I, I'm talking out loud to you here. I just, I just have concerns. I mean, the good news is, and I've had this thought in my head for months now, and I think I've verbalized it on this podcast before. The, the advantage college basketball has is if you scrap the non-conference schedule, that buys you until uh, the end of December. That buys you basically an entire month. Um, when non-conference games were scrapped in college football, that bought you like two weeks. Uh, so maybe if it comes to that, I mean, what Tennessee has in between now and non-conference games, um, once you get past these first two weeks, the games we talked about, VCU, Charlotte, Gonzaga, Notre Dame, you have Cincinnati, Appalachian State, Tennessee Tech, USC Upstate. You know, Tennessee would be fine if, if those games don't happen. I mean, those, those teams probably need those games more than Tennessee does. Uh, some of those smaller conference teams need that paycheck obviously, uh, to survive those programs and stuff like that. But if that stuff gets scrapped and they move it back to December 30th, I mean, you don't want that as a Tennessee basketball fan because you want to watch this team. You've got two five-star freshmen. You've got John Fulkerson back. you got Eve Pons back. It's one of the most exciting rosters they've had in who knows how long. Um, you know, they're a preseason top 15 team in the AP and coaches poll, uh, picked to win the SEC. You want to see this team as many times as you can. Uh, but right now, um, just reality with the number of teams that are on pause, 
Uh, I mean, Tennessee's the third SEC team this week to go on pause, along with Ole Miss and Florida. I mean, it's just within this own one conference. Uh, it's not trending well. So, um, you know, I would like to speak it into existence, but right now it looks like a house of cards that could collapse at any moment. Hopefully it won't, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I want to be clear about this. I, I, I'm not suggesting canceling the season. I am not no. in any way, shape, or form saying that. That is not at all what I want. In fact, what I think I'm arguing for is more basketball, and I think logistically the way to do that might be to start the thing like in April and just go for a few months there and get games in then, and and you can still maybe get done before the draft. I, I know that, that you know that would be pushing things a little bit, but I, I just you know you can't. It, it, this is not one of those deals where I and I think football deserves a, a lot of credit by and large. I think. Most conferences, you know, the Big Ten's had some some issues, uh, just some questionable, borderline awful decisions. But but football programs in general across the country, the, the major ones, things have been okay. They've been able to play most of their games. They, they've been able, you know, we'll, we'll, we look like they're on track to have some kind of a postseason here. Leagues have given them enough room to schedule where you got a couple games, a couple weeks later in the season to do some things. You can get creative. I just see basketball as an entirely different entity because it's played indoors and because the rosters are so much smaller. And, and, and I, you know, I just – I don't think I'm being alarmist about this when I say I, I just – I don't think that basketball can do this as well as football can do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the indoor variable obviously uh, is a big one. The, the smaller rosters, you know, by, by compared to football, compared to, you know, even baseball um, – Every sport has struggled with this, uh, college football, NFL, MLB. Uh, the NBA, obviously, was a pretty unique circumstance. But every sport has struggled with this and found a way to survive. So the question for me is, can you figure out a way to survive? It's going to be a mess regardless. Uh, if some teams play 27 games, if some teams play 10 games, it's going to be a mess of cancellations and reschedules and trying to figure stuff out and what teams can play and when and where and, you know, I don't know what happens starting this week is going to be a big one. If these games get pushed, if Tennessee goes into a 14 day protocol and these first four games get wiped out, that means you push Tennessee schedule back for three weeks. Like we talked about to December 12th at best against Cincinnati. If they play those non-conference games at that point, depending on what number of college basketball programs at that point uh, are locked down. The sad reality is if you're going to play this winter uh, and into the spring, if you're going to have a March madness after not having one last time, players better, stay at the house, not go to dinner, um, lead a pretty boring lifestyle of, of going to the facility and going to their dorm rooms or apartments uh, and doing as many Zoom classes as you can and, and trying to bubbleize yourself as much as you can because it's going to be really hard to play this sport in this scenario, but hopefully it happens one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I want it to happen, and, and, and I think people are – this has become such a polarizing issue that I, I think people have become so rigid in their thinking that, that either – you know, they're, they're sitting here saying, you know, you can't play it, you can't play it, playing it's bad, it makes you a bad person, it makes you, you know, immoral, unethical, all these other things. And then you got the other side of people saying, this isn't a big deal, you know, it's like a cold, everybody's fine, just play, these are kids, they'll survive, yada, yada. There is somewhere in the middle there that we need to be meeting and, and, and being logical about this. I hope we get to that point. Um, we will see. Uh, I'm not an expert at all. I will not pretend to be I'm not a doctor, not an epidemiologist. I just think 
that you got to have an honest discussion about this because these games, there's a huge monetary value in this. It's not more than human life, but it is important, clearly. The, these programs, uh, they get big money from networks to be on television. They, they get, you know, some of these smaller programs get checks from the bigger programs to sustain themselves. You know, a lot, a lot of people rely on, you know, basketball is the big moneymaker for a lot of programs. Um, more so than football. I mean, obviously in the SEC, you know, football just dwarfs everything. But in some other leagues, you can, you know, basketball is one of the big money makers, if not the biggest. So there's a lot riding on this, and I just I hope it goes well. But I I have concerns right now. We'll we'll see where it goes. We got more to discuss on this though. Before we do that, going to take a quick break and pay some bills, listen to products, ads services, in-house ads, all these other kind of fun things. And we will be back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the GoVols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Monday afternoon, joined by Grant Ramey from GoVols 24-7's Blount County Satellite Office in Maryville, talking a little Tennessee basketball as I get this mint in my mouth. Got t- Tennessee basketball going on, uh, maybe not going on. We will see COVID-19. Rick Barnes test positive for it. The Vols, a couple other people in the program at least, tested positive too. We'll see where things go from here. As of now, uh, the basketball activities today have been paused. They'll, they will have more results on Tuesday. And on Tuesday, we will know whether Tennessee is going to play its season opener Wednesday night against Charlotte at Thompson Bowling Arena. Vols scheduled to play Charlotte and VCU this week. So, And then a, obviously a huge game with Gonzaga coming up on ESPN. So Lots and lots of big things going on um, and, and lots of things riding on this. Uh, we don't have breaking more breaking news on this. We won't know about the game until uh, tomorrow, I guess I should say Tuesday. Uh, but there are other things to discuss, and we shall do that. Before we do that, though, 
going to give a, a quick suggestion here, guys. Uh, please take a minute out of your day right now and go hit the subscribe button on this podcast. Please rate and review this podcast. Uh, where whether you can, you know, you get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you can cast a fine pod, anywhere in the world, you can find the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. Uh, but the one thing we ask is that you go in there and rate and review. Uh, go in there and mash the subscribe button. That helps us out a lot. There's nothing you can do that would help us more than that. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. I look at the numbers every week. It's been amazing to watch them grow. It's just we're, we're doing some really good things. Um, but one area where I'd like to see more is more ratings uh, and reviews. That that would help us move up the algorithms even more. That would get more people listening to this podcast. So uh, no matter what's going on, whether Tennessee's playing or not playing, whether things are going great or going bad, you can always find us here on this feed. You can always find us talking Vols, talking other things. And uh, we're happy to be a part of this, and we hope to keep it growing, and we hope that you will help us do that. Uh, Grant, a couple other quick news. We were going to do a um, – we were going to do a football uh, episode today. Now we're going to push that back to Tuesday. Uh, but I'll go ahead and mention that we did speak with Tennessee football coach Jeremy Pruitt on Monday, just a couple of hours ago, right around lunchtime on Monday. And uh, nothing big there. Uh, he said that Tennessee did not practice the day after the Auburn loss, that they, they've they seen a trend here with some teams in, in the league that are traveling for road games, and then they suddenly get a flare-up with a bunch of cases. So they, they didn't practice yesterday, so they wanted to get everybody tested, get the results. They're going to come in throughout the day today, and then they'll go from there, and we'll have more updates later in the week on that. But the Vols are scheduled to play Vanderbilt on Saturday. No news on the quarterback situation. I know people are going to keep asking, and Jeremy Pruitt's just going to keep not not answering, and, and maybe that's the right thing to do. I don't know. Why tell Vanderbilt anything? You don't have to tell them. Um, but, Grant, was there anything that, that stuck out in your mind from that football press conference? I mean, at this point, it's hard for him to say anything that's going to be, I don't know, uh, accepted by the fan base, listened to at this point because of the, the frustrations, the struggles this team's had for now five weeks, six weeks, I guess. Um, and especially a quarterback. Everybody is clamoring for Harrison Bailey, and rightfully so. They're frustrated with what Jared Garantano gives you. The most frustrating part, I think, has to be that uh, for about 90% of that Auburn game, Jerry Garantano was good enough at quarterback to win the game. I mean, he didn't miss field goals, as Jeremy Pruitt's pointed out, but you can't absolutely have a back-breaking pick six return to 100, yard, 100 yards. That's a, at least a 10-point swing, if not a 14-point swing. That absolutely changes the game. Uh, and those are the mistakes that keep happening. When he does make mistakes, it's the stuff that is absolutely back-breaking and you know, frustrating beyond all belief for a Tennessee football fan to try to figure this guy out. Uh, as a fifth-year senior who's been so up and down for, you know, the last four years. So uh, I don't I don't envy the position Jeremy Pruitt, and obviously it's an extremely tough position uh, going from an eight-game win streak to a five-game lose streak and all these uh, frustrations in between, and I don't envy him having to trot out there every week for press conferences when really, you know, people have almost kind of turned you off in terms of fans listening to these things and, and trying to get updates out of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit more on Tuesday, but I, I think what I've come to think of this is it's kind of like uh, if you have, let's say you have a dog and that dog, when just on a daily basis around the house, he's a great dog, man. He, 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 he just does what he's supposed to do. He, he'll, he'll sit, he'll stay, he'll, you know, he, he never bites anybody, never does anything wrong, never barks, just a great, great dog. And then every time you have a bunch of people over to your house, he starts biting everyone, humping everyone, 
uh, taking a crap underneath the table, and uh, you're sitting here trying to tell people, he's normally a good dog. He's normally a really good dog. Are you going to believe that's a good dog? No, you're not. You're going to see... You're going to see the dog humping everyone, biting everyone, taking a dump under the table, and uh, chewing up everyone's shoes. I mean, that's what you're going to see, uh, because that that's where things are right now. Jeremy Pruitt's trying to convince everybody he, he's actually got a pretty good dog there, but and from his eyes, it, a lot of times he does. But um, but but it's it's not a good dog, man. It's not a good dog. So there's more to discuss there moving forward. No major injury news. Greg Emerson, uh, who had just started to look like himself again, had a bit of a flare up with that that horrible injury he had in high school. He he t- retweaked that leg a little bit, so he'll be day to day right now. Uh, other than that, things looking okay, I, I guess health wise. We'll see what's going on uh, with the COVID tests. We'll see what's going on with everything moving forward. But you know, we keep talking about. I think one thing about this COVID outbreak that that it's almost like it's it's delivered a guillotine or decapitation strike to Tennessee's leadership structure because Philip Fulmer's got it, um, you know Rick Barnes. It's going to have to get confirmed, but he right now uh, has a positive test case, and uh, Chancellor Dondi Plowman has has been isolating at home because she had close contact with the positive test case. So it's kind of like it's what you would call like some sort of a deca- decapitation strike to the leadership structure. Jeremy Pruitt needs to be in a bubble right now. I mean, that that's you're seeing what's going on here. Uh, it's just it's reflective of the numbers nationwide. I mean, we've got um, you know hospitals filling up across the country, setting new records in a bad way every day. Things things are not things are not looking great. Um, but l- let's say for the sake of this argument, Grant, let's go out on this segment uh, pretending that what you've said before is true, and you can with your mighty power that you hone every day in the gym, getting your lift in, getting those goals up. You can speak this thing and power this thing into existence. If, if this thing can be played, what are we hearing from Tennessee camp right now in terms of, of, of what's working, what, what anything that's standing out? Cause I keep hearing Keon Johnson's name again and again and again, uh, is there anything else? Because, I mean, we can just talk about that because there's a lot of people still talking about him as a two-way player, but uh, there's got to be some other stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, the Hobbs there is legit. I mean, he's projected as a lottery pick by multiple people. Um, obviously, that's not something that happens with Tennessee basketball a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, the hype's there for real. I think he could be one of the best two-way freshman guards in the country. Um, I think the hype is real with Jaden Springer. I think he's every bit elite, as elite as uh, Keon Johnson is. He's another guy projected to be a first-round uh, NBA pick and this COVID stuff is something they've been dealing with for the past I don't know X number of weeks they got back to campus back in mid-June that's something they've been dealing with they've been off and on they've been paused a couple times uh, they have rarely had you know every scholarship player available in a practice I think in fact when preseason practice started in October they moved it back so they could get some more guys yeah. you know out of protocol onto the floor so this is not something new you wonder how, um, how many people were left to test positive Right, exactly. You you would think at some point that it's kind of run its course through just about everybody inside the building. But for Tennessee, if if this is going to be a thing where practices are on and practices are off um, and games are on and games are off, if it's going to come down to which team can just show up and win a basketball game better than other teams with, you know, messed up preparation, messed up schedules, everybody off kilter a little bit, which team can uh, – show up and win basketball games. I like Tennessee's chances because you're relying on, you know, two two veterans in the post and Fulke and 
you've ponds, you, you've got a veteran in EJ Anasiki as a grad transfer who come, should come in and help you. You've got to, uh, it's weird to think of sophomores as veterans, but Josiah and Santiago Viscovi are, after being relied on so heavily as freshmen, it at, feels like at they're the highest, veterans. Yeah, at the highest levels of college basketball, a sophomore can be a veteran. Right. And and so I think if, if games get played, if, if there's some semblance of a normal schedule, uh, I like Tennessee's ch- chances to kind of just show up and have to play their best brand of basketball. It's been a messed up schedule for so many weeks now. Normally, Tennessee uh, in October would scrimmage Davidson, and that would be almost like a 40-minute game, 40 minute game setting where they wear uniforms and they go through the whole – the whole deal uh, and make it like a game simulation. They haven't had that. They've had inter-squad scrimmages on Saturdays. Uh, EJ Anasicki has been impressive. There've been a number of guys that have kind of stood out in there. Um, but for whatever reason right now, you, you have no idea what's going to happen next. And, and when Tennessee shows up, um, finally, it will be a distraction for Tennessee football fans. Hopefully it's this week and, and not in three weeks. Yeah. And I'll say this too. I, I think this is important to note if this season is played right now, let's say that, that that they say, you know what, guys, it's going to be awkward, but it's just going to happen the next few months, and here's here's when the tournament's going to be. This is how it's going to be. Figure out as many games as you can play. We'll sort it out later. If they go that route, I think Tennessee's depth here uh, and continuity in the program is something that could be really beneficial for these guys um, because – you're sitting here talking about if everybody on this team is eligible and healthy to play, you've got some good problems to have because you've got some good players, guys who would play probably 28 plus minutes on a normal team on an average Tennessee team uh, would would not be playing that many minutes at all. Uh, Some guys would be struggling to get in the rotation. If this season is played and and it has to be shoehorned in and you're going to have guys missing here and there, and that's just how it's going to be. I think the depth and the versatility on this Tennessee team uh, could be really good because you can you can make a couple of tweaks to the lineup and have a completely different basketball team but still a good team. You know, you can you can throw five guards out there with someone like, you know, Pons at the 5 and and play murder ball or or, or Josiah Jordan James at the 5 and play murder ball. Um you can go really big with guys with nearly 7 foot wingspans almost at every position. You know, you can you can have big, powerful teams. You can have small, quick teams. Uh, you can have some combination of those things. And, and so we said going into the season that that would help Tennessee because maybe they want to – maybe they'll be good enough where they can impose themselves on others and play how they want to play. Um, but against other elite teams, sometimes matchups dictate how things go, right? We see this in the NBA playoffs all the time. You'll see a guy who becomes – an absolute stud in one series, and then the next series, for whatever reason, he's just not a factor uh, because the coach doesn't like the matchup, and, and that's just that's just how it is. And I think we've talked about that being a potential strength for Tennessee. Now let's flip that on its head and, and say, well, that also could be in a, a big benefit in COVID land because you talk about even some other good teams in the league. Uh, if they have a couple of players go down, they're not very good. At all, and, and that's happened to Tennessee before. We've seen this with punter, with with hubs late in the season, you know, with Lamonte Turner last season. Even right. you know, I mean, when a cu- couple guys go, that changes. You don't. You're not good anymore. I think this Tennessee team, you know, knock on wood, within reason, just, with just about any combination of guys out at any time, could still be a pretty decent team. It's it's definitely built to withstand personnel issues. This is not Lamonte Turner 
opting to have surgery and that throws your point guard position completely, you know, off the rails. Uh, Tennessee struggled, you know, basically the entire second half of the season trying to figure out the point guard stuff in wake of Lamonte Turner. Uh, this is a, this is a roster that's got depth at guard. Obviously you got four or five guys that could possibly handle the ball or play off the ball. Uh, if they have to, you have multiple guys that could go to the wing uh, and do stuff there. You have uh, multiple veterans in the post uh, that can help you there. So, this, this is a team that's withstand to, uh, built to withstand those kind of personnel changes and shuffles and who might be in and who might be out and who might be available and who might be in protocol and, you know, all this stuff. But um, this is definitely not uh, a thin basketball team like they've had in the past, and hopefully that means they can play games and, and withstand uh, whatever's coming at them. You know, last thing, Grant, before we step out of here, I, I, I think all the time, and, I, and I've said this before, uh, Tennessee's basketball's social media apparatus is one of the best in the country, and, and this was even the case when Tennessee had some had a lull there and wasn't wasn't great for a couple of years. They've always been, you know, th- those guys are really really good, and, and I wonder how many, uh, you know, X days until first game season starts posts or X hours until game starts, you know, if they had these fun gifs and, and images and movies put out and I wonder how much work now has potentially been wasted. I'm not laughing at, at the, uh, at, at what's obviously a very serious situation. I'm trying to find some levity, levity here, but, uh, with preparations and everything, man, this would be a, this would be a tough time to have just about any job in that program. You're laughing to stop from crying. Kind of. Yeah. Basically, because because we're in the eleventh month of twenty twenty, and uh, it's just not losing any steam. Somebody make it stop. Yeah, it's um, you know, can, can we? Uh, what if we just take the vaccine and just put it in like a helicopter and just dump it all over everybody, right? <laughs> like you know, like when they Sit have out and roll around in it. Yeah, like when you see those uh, like the the stuff that they put out of helicopters, like when those there's fires on the west coast, you know, or in the forests and the mountains, and they just like dump whatever nasty looking stuff that is out of the helicopter just just put the vaccine in there in those helicopters and just you know i I got a cousin who's a lieutenant colonel in the guard he can he can fly around with his chopper he can he can go out there and dose this thing let's just let's just hang in there because all of this news sucks but i think we need to remember this we are getting good news down the pike pretty soon um that's that's something that we've not had before and I think that's one thing we actually can feel good about is that we know that doesn't mean to just do whatever you want now and you're going to be fine, but it just seems like now with more testing, you know, I think two companies have had a, have had really good results on theirs. A third's had pretty decent results on its vaccine. This could be happening soon. We just, we, we just got to be careful for the next couple of months. Right. Right. Just do, do, do whatever you have to do. Speak it into existence. There could still be basketball this week. Don't give up hope. It could still happen. It could still happen. And for everyone out there, I'll, I'll end on this, guys. I am really sorry that this is happening. I know that it's we're trying to provide levity. We're trying to make some some comments here and there and have a little bit of fun. But, you know, this sucks. This sucks out loud. This, this, is, uh, this is not good news. This is not, uh, you know, basketball season's been something everyone's been looking forward to. Uh, as football has, you know, had gone on and had struggles and I know that it this is frustrating and I know some people who were being like well you know I can't go see my family on Thanksgiving but hey at least Tennessee basketball season starts on Wednesday and Friday so if I got to stay home and I can't see my family at least there's that right you know it'll be okay um and now you're like well crap now what so I understand guys and I am sorry but 
Um, we're just going to keep bringing you news. It, it may not be the news you want to hear, but uh, there will be games played eventually. The world will get normal eventually, and we will keep talking to you until that point and then after that point. Cross your fingers for Good News Tuesday. There you go. Hashtag, hashtag Good News Tuesday. Let's speak it into existence. Thanks, Grant. See you. Guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. You can also uh, find all of us, all of us, if you just want Tennessee news, nothing else, you can get that on social media, twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7. Tons of stuff on that site throughout the day. Uh, mostly, mostly Vols news, but other stuff on there as well. But if you want, if you want that best, that delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water, just, just right from the tap, like like manna from heaven, go Vols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to discuss and, and get analysis and updates on Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball. Uh, Maria Cornelius does a great job covering all things Lady Vols for us. Got a couple of forums on there to talk. It's twenty four seven for a reason. And uh, if you go to the checkerboard, you'll see men's sports and off-topic. You go to the, the summit, you'll see women's sports and off-topic discussion. And uh, we call it 24-7 for a reason. Just about any time of day, one of us will be around pretty soon uh, to get to your question and to answer it. And, and you know what? During these times that are so frustrating, um, you know, you have to do a lot of things virtually. Everything's different. We've still got a really strong community on the checkerboard on GoBalls 24-7, kind of a support group for each other as it's been a tough year for all of us. And uh, we got a lot of people who are, who are there for each other on the board, helping each other out. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So go check that out. Got a lot of great deals coming out with, uh, you know, cyber, cyber Monday coming up, black Friday coming up, really good deals going around, really good deals. You're going to have to go to go 247com and check them out because we'll have some of our best deals of the year. And if you pay us full price for a subscription already, which is still less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. I say that again, put that in context. Less than one mediocre lunch per month will get you access to all of that and free access to CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming platform. Uh, Got everything in the CBS catalog, every show ever made, commercial free, new movies in and out every single month, new stuff, good stuff. Uh, Got live sports, uh, got college basketball coming up. March Madness NCAA tournament will be on there. Tennessee football is on there. Uh, NFL football is on there. Uh, UEFA Champions League, which kicks off again this week. Or, you know, you got UEFA Europa League, which kicks off again this week. World Series of Poker stuff. All kinds of stuff. Exclusive podcast stuff. Everything on there. Plus uh, stuff from other CBS Viacom uh, companies, such as Comedy Central, MTV, BET, Got uh, for the kiddos. You got Nickelodeon and Smithsonian. That's a that's more than a one hundred dollar annual value that we are putting into your hands for free. Hard to get a good deal these days. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. So go check that out. If you don't hear from us again today, you should hear from us at the latest by tomorrow, which will be Tuesday. And until then, stay safe, guys. We've talked about it all the time. Please wear your mask. Please be careful. Please wash your hands. We're so close. Let's get through this, and and, and we can do it. We can do it. See you all Tuesday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.